This is the Anglican Perspective Podcast with Canons Phil Ashey and Mark Eldridge of the American Anglican Council. Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. Well, hi, this is Phil Ashey from the American Anglican Council with another episode of our Anglican Perspective podcast. And joining me this week is uh, Mrs. Beverly Muffelman, who serves on the staff of the American Anglican Council, uh, working particularly with our Daniel Leadership Institute, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about in just a minute. But uh, today's topic is bishops. And um, uh, Bev, it's so good to have you here on the line. Uh, you've been working so hard with uh, one of the two things we do with bishops called the, the Bishops Leadership Summit. And would you like to just introduce yourself and say a little bit about what the AAC does on these Bishops Leadership Summits? Certainly. Thank you, Phil. It's great to be here with you. Um, my work with the Bishop Leadership Summits um, began in 2018, and we've had two of those events, one in the fall of 2018 and one in the fall of 2019. Those involved um, inviting GAFCON and Global South bishops to partner with ACNA bishops in missional partnerships um, with reciprocal dioceses um, being involved with each other, missionally exchanging teams, um, making visits to each other's dioceses. And um, over those two years, we have hosted 20 international bishops from Uganda, Kenya, Rwanda, Burundi, Myanmar, Sudan, and Brazil. Wow. So it's been a real blessing to get to know those gentlemen and to host them here and to um, encourage relationships with ACNA bishops. And Bev, I know this is near and dear to your heart because of your background in cross-cultural mission. Can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes. Um, my husband, Greg, and I were um, instrumental in forming Anglican Frontier Missions in 1993. We had begun um, ministry among an unreached people group in 1991, and um, during that time, met the Reverend Tad Bordnav, and together we formed AFM, focusing on the 25 least evangelized people groups in the world. AFM just celebrated its 25th anniversary a couple years ago. And um, after transitioning out of full-time ministry there, we um, re-entered marketplace ministry, but stayed um, closely involved with international students in our area. So that's where our heart beats. Um, for those who uh, need a cross-cultural witness for the gospel. Yes. Well, and and uh, we just, so our listeners know, that the, the Muffelmans and the Ashies have been fast friends since we landed together at Church of the Apostles in Fairfax. And we've been so blessed to see uh, Greg and Bev's commitment um, to uh, uh to people in other cultures and really 
sharing the love of Jesus in such wonderful, transforming, and practical and personal ways. And one of the things I love about our bishops' leadership summits uh, is the emphasis that we put on relationships. Uh, and, um, you know, we do, um, uh, e- even our teaching times are, are relational. And, um, Bev, maybe you could say a little more about how we've built that in to these bishops' leadership summits. Yes, so we, um, instead of just having the teaching coming from the ACNA side of the house, we um, ask the GAFCON Global South bishops to equally participate and teach in those sessions. Um, In addition, in group discussions, everyone has an equal voice, pass the mic around, um, anyone is able to contribute to the discussion. So it's very much a shared and equal kind of um, environment. And that's so important because uh, we can often, as um, Americans, tend to overpower others. And if we want these to be genuinely reciprocal um, relationships, um, we want to give space to everybody. I know some of the most um, memorable pictures uh, and um, glimpses, I think, of the kingdom that I've seen on these bishops' leadership summits are in the small groups where I watch people in threes and fours and no more than five just sitting and laughing and sharing and really talking from the heart um, sharing prayer needs and, and praying with each other. And then uh, we do try to uh, encourage our bishops uh, to stay in touch uh, following the summit. Uh, and that's that's been a challenge, hasn't it, in, in this COVID season, hasn't it, Dove? It has. A number of uh, trips that were planned by ACNA bishops were um, <laughs> diverted because of COVID. Um, We cannot have a Bishop's Leadership Summit um, this year and probably not in 2022 due to continuing travel restrictions. Uh, Three out of the seven countries um, that we tend to have represented at the summits, their consulates aren't even open for non-immigrant visas. The ones that are open are only taking limited um, applications. And when they do open, it'll be backed up for applications that have already been submitted. So we're kind of aiming for 2023, hopefully, um, and looking forward to having another group join us then. And I know from your, your working with me on this and, and handling so much of the logistics, it's, it, it takes at least a minimum of, of six months you know, to to uh, get one of our overseas bishops a visa uh, into to travel here. Uh, so, if we're doing something obviously in um, in October or September, then that means we've got to be able to start the process for them in March or April. And if if we can't do that, then it's it's just not possible. So we did something different this year, um, and uh, just. Just by way of background, um, in 2016, the American Anglican Council did an in-house sort of a a provincial training session for bishops, uh, new bishops. 
Uh, and we have something like 30% of the House of Bishops, uh, conservatively, over the next five years are going to be retiring. And we've got new bishops who are uh, being elected, have been just elected, not yet consecrated, and just consecrated, or uh, certainly uh, consecrated after 2016. And so when Archbishop Foley um, and I were talking, I, I, I brought this up to him and suggested that one of the ways we could use what we had reserved for our international bishops leadership summit, we could actually do for ACNA bishops. And the uh, the archbishop said, "Yes, this is a, a a crying need." And I know from discussions with bishops in ACNA that there is a a, a desire to come together for lengthier conversations for uh, the kind of relational teaching and learning community that we've modeled at our bishops leadership summits between uh, bishops uh, cross-culturally, but to do that for our own bishops. So we're doing that, and uh, we're doing it at the the beautiful uh, Glen Airy uh, Conference Center that we've done our bishops leadership summits at in the the heart of the Garden of the Gods National Monument. So it's a lovely place to hike around and very scenic. Um, Bev, tell us a little bit about what we've planned for this week, uh, September 20 through 24, for our ACNA bishops. We have uh, approximately 15 members of the College of Bishops attending, um, along with some staff members and intercessors. And we've um, structured the time so that there's plenty of relational time in small groups. Um, We have six presentations on the different aspects of being a bishop um, by seasoned bishops. We'll be um, following those discussions with facilitated group discussions, small group discussions. Um, We have Eucharist every morning. Um, There's free time in the afternoon to enjoy the natural surroundings. And then the evenings will be spent um, fellowshipping together around the fireside and closing the day with Compline. So it's it's very much structured along what we do at our Bishops Leadership Summits, but the difference is that these are just ACNA bishops talking about the challenges that are, are facing our province. Um, and certainly there will be uh, addressing of some of the the critical issues we're facing in our culture, um, the issues of clergy discipline that have been uh, raised in the Diocese of the Upper Midwest and other dioceses as well. But also, when we think about bishops and their office within the Anglican Communion, you know, one of the things we've talked about at the AAC is what a critical role that bishops play. Uh, And we interact with bishops all of the time. Uh, But, you know, they are the chief uh, preachers and teachers. They are the ones that are the chief governors and administrators of the diocese. Uh, They are the principal ministers of word and sacrament and model that for the clergy. They are... um, 
the, the spiritual fathers and pastors to the clergy, uh, as well as those who administer discipline. So all of these uh, roles uh, are going to be addressed in our time together. Um, I think uh, as, as we think about this and the role of bishops, we, we realize, don't we, that um, in addition to the trust that holds uh, and faithfulness that, that holds uh, ACNA together, uh, we know that the critical role that bishops play uh, in guarding the doctrine and discipline and worship of the church means uh, that this is a very important gathering time for them. Um, and Bev, do you have any other thoughts, you know, about uh, as our bishops come in, you've been talking with them and arranging all of their travel and um, answering so many of their questions. You know, do you, um, you know, what do you sense are some of the issues that, that some of our bishops may be facing? Um, I think prayers are um, appreciated. We've seen um, some um, opposition to meeting together. We've had a number of our bishops had to pull out for personal reasons and not s small, significant ones that um, um, have a lot of impact. So um, I think potentially there's some spiritual opposition to this gathering that needs yeah. to be addressed. Um, Otherwise, I think they're very excited to come together and to have this time um, to relax and relate to one another outside of a college meeting or outside of a conclave and just to have these discussions um, with one another. Yeah. What things do you see from your end? Well, you know, I think there are all kinds of issues. Um, gosh, um, th there's... Uh, Issues of uh, of human sexuality, of racism, uh, of uh, you know social media uh, usage, and and how our presence on social media is a good thing or a not so good thing. Um, there's there's the challenges, the normal everyday challenges. I remember one bishop in in 2016. I think it was. Uh, Bishop now Dean John Guernsey, who was quoting from Paul about just the burden that uh, that Paul was carrying. He was talking about the burden of all the churches that he was praying for, and and how bishops really feel this uh, this burden and are weighed down by it. And what can they do uh, spiritually to uh, to replenish themselves so that uh, this doesn't become a soul-killing job. Um, we're really excited that actually the very first presentations are going to be by one of our senior bishops, um, uh, actually our senior bishop uh, and dean of the whole province, Bishop Ray Sutton, who's going to talk about staying alive spiritually while being a bishop based on his years and years of experience and it's these kinds of things I think that, that bishops are are eager for. Uh, and I think we would be remiss 
in closing this this podcast as we um, as we think about this very important week in the life of our province as as these fifteen bishops meet together. Um, Bev, you've raised the issue of spiritual warfare, and we've seen that. You know, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritualities uh, and principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And maybe we could, in addition to the intercessors who are already praying for our bishops, we could invite all of our listeners this week, and this is from Monday, September 20th through Friday, September 24. If you would please remember our bishops meeting uh, at Glen Erie, uh, uh, in the Rockies, uh, here in Colorado. And um, if you could just clothe them in the full armor of Christ as you pray for them, that wonderful prayer that Paul uh, really outlines for us in Ephesians 6, um, that, uh, you know, that our bishops would be within that protection would be ministered to deeply. Um, and. Um, uh, Bev, would would you be willing to to just close us on this podcast with with a prayer along those lines for our bishops? Certainly, I'd be happy to. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, Father God. We thank you for all of those who have chosen to lay down their lives for the sake of the gospel around the world. And Lord, we particularly pray for those in authority over us as our bishops. Lord, we pray that you would clothe them supernaturally with the full armor of God as they travel and as they are with us um, at Glen Erie this week. Lord, we pray that you would be exalted, that they would um, know of your power and presence in their life, that they would be refreshed to first be disciples of Jesus, and then to lead others in the way of discipleship to you. Lord, thank you for their ministry among us and for um, all the ways that they serve the church. Lord, we pray your powerful blessing upon them, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Bev. It's been great. Uh, to be with you. We're excited uh, and grateful for the service that you bring uh, to our province through the AAC uh, as you work with our bishops and with me uh, in helping our bishops lead as they do. So God bless you. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. You've been listening to your Anglican Perspective with Canon Phil and Canon Mark of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world.